0: In these last days, the Bible predicts a turning away from biblical truth. In order to combat false teachings that are running rampant and a growing lack of biblical literacy, Behold Israel provides weekly public readings of scripture to equip you with the pure word of God,
1: read in an international community with interaction and application. Each week we host different guests from all walks of life, Original readings can be found on our Behold Israel community channel on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. These are audio versions created to make it convenient for your busy schedule. Now on to our readings. Peace and blessings to all of you. This is Pastor Mike Golay here. Welcome to another episode of Public Reading of Scripture, otherwise known as PRS. And I'm excited tonight because we have Our patriarch in ministry, our partner in book crime, and that is Dr. Rick Yon, who was the senior pastor for many years right here in Minneapolis and has spoken all over the world and was a professor and is now partnering with us on some upcoming projects, and you've seen him before. Pastor, Dr. Rick Yon, how are you doing?
0: Patriarch. (laughs) I'm not sure of that term, (laughs) but anyway, I will accept
1: it. Well, you have made major contributions and we uh, go to you for a lot of godly advice. And as the Proverbs say, let others brag about you rather than yourself. And so that's what I'm doing. And it's great to have you here. Uh, A lot of our viewers have seen you before. And um it's an exciting time because the release of Discovering Daniel is just weeks away. And can you tell us what contributions you made to that book so they understand what this book is,
0: what it's not? Well, I've said before that if you like Revealing the Revelation, you're going to love Discovering Daniel. And the reason for that is because the first half is narrative. And there's so much in there as far as the life of Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and of course, the entire book deals with the sovereignty of God and the fact that that the God of heaven is the one who controls the affairs of men. And uh, a number of very heathen type kings had to learn that lesson the hard way. And one of them, King Nebuchadnezzar, actually gave a testimony, a personal testimony. We don't know if he really ended up trusting in God, but he gave a personal testimony that the God of heaven is the one who is in control of the affairs of men. And the prophecy in Daniel is just phenomenal, especially when it comes to what his plans are for the nation of Israel. And throughout that book, you're going to find tremendous hope in the midst of a lot of problems and a lot of despair. Daniel really comes through as a man who is a man of prayer. He is a man who never puts himself first. He's a man, even when his enemies were against him, he really pleaded for their lives. And so you're going to learn a lot about Daniel, but you're going to learn a lot about what God's plans are for the future. Hmm. Well, we're looking
1: forward to it. Friends, it's on Amazon.com, Discovering Daniel. You can get it there pre-sale. If if you buy it in pre-sale, it's good because then all of the secular vendors watch the charts of Amazon, what sells on Amazon pre-sale triggers them to want to purchase it for their shells, which inevitably reach non-believers and put it on a bestseller list so that non-believers talk about it, recommend it and read it because it's a bestseller. So there's authors and people that read books. They read those books by authors that are on the bestseller list so they can do reviews because they are bestsellers. And so it reaches the non-believing spectrum far more than if we sold it in pre-sale on our on a different system, so. All right, Rick, are you ready to read some scripture? I'm ready. All right, well, I'm gonna begin, but uh, can you just pray over our time before we jump in?
0: Lord God, we are so thankful that your word is living and powerful and sharper than the two-edged sword, and that it pierces to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. It's your word that's going to bring about change in people's thinking and people's lifestyles, in what people understand about who you are and who they are. And so I pray that your word will go forth with great power of the Spirit of God tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
1: Amen. Now is the time you're going to want to consider sharing this. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, share it with somebody because we're also going to pause after these two chapters and we're going to specifically pray for Israel. There's a lot of action that have happened in the last week. A lot of progress, but a lot of setbacks as well. So this is our way to continue our prayer, not just reading of the scripture. And so we're going to jump right in to Proverbs chapter 27. Proverbs 27, we do use the New King James Version. It helps us all to stay on the same page. And word for word. So Proverbs 27. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth. And that, of course, is what I referred to earlier when we opened. (laughs) A stranger. um, Yeah. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than both of them. Wrath is cruel and anger a torrent, but who is able to stand before jealousy? Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Hm. Faithful are the work, the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Ointment and perfume delight the heart and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. My son, be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him who reproaches me. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Take the garment of him who is surety for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he is surety for a seductress. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it will be counted as a curse to him. A continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Mm -hmm. Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit, so he who waits on his master will be honored. As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. Hell and destruction are never full. So, the eyes of man are never satisfied. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, and a man is valued by what others say of him. Though you grind a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his foolishness will not depart from him.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm kind of holding back some of my emotions with some of these <laughs> Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your your herds. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. You should have enough goats, milk for your food, for the food of your household and the nourishment of your maidservants. Proverbs 28, we'll comment and pray after this chapter, so make sure you are sharing this and getting ready for the prayer section and the reflection section, and I will open up the chat for our live broadcast tonight. So, Proverbs 28.
0: The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes but a, but by a man of understanding and knowledge, right will be prolonged. A poor man who opposes the poor is like a driving rain which leaves no food. Those who forsake the law, praise the wicked, but such as keep the law, contend with them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Whoever keeps the law is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. One who increases his possession by usury and extortion gathers it for him who will pity the poor one who turns away his ear from hearing the law even his prayer is an abomination whoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way he himself will fall into his own pit but the blameless will inherit good the rich man is wise in his own eyes but the poor who has understanding searches him out when the righteous rejoice there is great glory but when the wicked arise men hide themselves he who covers his sins will not prosper but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy happy is the man who is always reverent but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. A man burdened with bloodshed will flee into a pit. (laughs) Let no one help him. Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved, but he who is perverse in his ways will suddenly fall. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. To show partiality is not good because for a piece of bread a man will transgress a man with an evil eye hastens after riches and does not consider that poverty will come upon him he who rebukes a man will find more favor afterward than he who flatters with the tongue whoever robs his father or his mother and says it's no transgression the same is companion to a destroyer he who is of proud heart stirs up strife but he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered he who trusts in his own heart is a fool but whoever walks wisely will be delivered And he who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. When the wicked arise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase.
1: All right. Well, we're going to go now and open up the chat and it'll take a few seconds for this to populate. So while we're doing that, and I'm going to leave this run. It's always running the risk of trolls as well, but uh, feel free to express what the Lord said to you in the chat. It takes some time before it'll actually appear when you type something. It'll appear eventually. And also your prayers. What would the Lord want you to pray for Israel? And all of those will be rolling, as well as what the Spirit of God is doing in everyone's heart. Rick, we had a moment of laughter earlier because. These chapters, the whole book of Proverbs is such a truth bomb when there's no one that can escape the inevitability of these statements. Even non-believers look at this and nod their head and say, yeah, yeah, it's true. doesn't mean they're going to change their life, but they know. Of course, the fool will do his stuff and it says that. And I think as I look at even what's going on in the Middle East with Hamas, no matter what, their foolishness and their love for evil and hate will not stop. It just they, won't don't realize, they don't realize they're under the curse of God. Yeah, it's uh, very sad, Rick, because uh, the choices that they've made. And um, But we can pray and we pray for them. We pray for Israel. We pray for everybody in this whole sinful, evil mess. When evil springs its ugly head on the face of the earth in a sinful arena, It's the job of militaries, policemen, and people that have power to put it to death so that more people don't have to die. We don't live in the land of the ideal. You know, we live in this sinful fallen world, and that's why God appoints government authorities, Romans chapter 13, to execute justice on the evildoer, because evildoers love sin, they love foolishness. And here, we see the extent of what a foolish heart is willing to do and how far they're willing to go to sustain that, even in the face of outright truth. So that's my contribution to this evening's uh, first two chapters. Rick, talk to us.
0: Well, just continuing with what you're talking about, people do not realize that as they are fighting Israel, they are fighting God. And when God begins to fight, he doesn't use the weapons of mankind. He uses other very interesting weapons that you read about in Ezekiel 38 and 39, as well as some other passages of scripture. But as I look at chapter 27 and 28 of of Proverbs, it, it just brings out the heart and the mind of mankind. And the way without God, we think of ourselves and we have all of our plans and we know what we're going to do. And, and we're gonna put people down in order to get our way and, and to accomplish our purposes. And then all of a sudden, God steps in and says, you're not in charge, fella. Well, there is one in heaven who's in charge. And he begins to allow things to come into our lives that get our attention at least hopefully, get our attention, where we come to that point of recognizing our sinfulness and our rebellion, and we confess our sin, and we find the peace and the grace of God, and we know it's the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin, and our lives become changed. And I'm just so thankful for so many who are tuning in right now, but I would just encourage you that If you know there's something wrong in your heart at this present time that you deal with it and get on God's path for you, because God loves you. God wants you to experience his best and not to go through a lot of things that you and I end up going through when we decided to go our own way. And the Proverbs brings all this out. I was interested in what I read in chapter 28. Uh, seven of those verses deal with money and our attitude toward money and the way we handle money. And also in Proverbs chapter 27, it talks about money. I mean, it's basically saying that check your flocks, take care of what you have because riches are not forever. And we all know that we've had money that we thought is our safety net and. We- Something happens and all of a sudden that's gone. And so mm-hmm. I think these Proverbs are so applicable for today. And if we mm-hmm. just start reading them and allow the Spirit of God to have them sink into our minds, he is the illuminator. He is the one who makes what we read, it makes it readable, makes it understandable. And that's why every time you go into the Word of God, I strongly encourage that you spend time in prayer first and ask the Holy Spirit to open your understanding so that you can know what it is you are reading, and then touch that heart and that will so that you're willing to apply these wonderful principles of the Word of God.
1: Hmm. Yeah, thank you. I've been, while you are talking, just kind of monitoring the chats because I see a lot of beautiful prayers and I see even some discussion. It's always a, you know, it's always an act of faith. It's a faith, faith leap that I take by opening that, but I enjoy seeing um, some of your prayers for Israel. You know, uh, most of you out there are just really beautiful people, really, and by far most. And it's uh, it's an honor to be here and to have this community YouTube channel where we can do these types of things. So um, let's just pause right now. And uh, I've never done, I'll, I don't think I've done this before, but I want to have 10 seconds of silence. And I want each one of us to pray. I'm going to be praying silently, Rick will too. And, but keep writing your prayers as we do this. And then we're going to go straight into John's gospel. So pray for Israel as the
0: spirit leads. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're going to come
1: back to the chat in just a minute, but we're going to jump straight into John's gospel now and pick up where we left off last week with chapter 9, okay? So if you got your Bibles or if you just want to sit back and listen, we're actually going to John chapter 9, which starts by saying this. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? You can kind of see their theological presumption here. (laughs) Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me. While it is still day, the night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes the blind man, um, of the blind man with the clay, and he said to him, Go wash in the pool of Silaom, which is translated, sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is this not he who sat and baked? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. And when they said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath, it was a Sabbath, when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Hmm. Then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. He's such a simple guy. He's just, that's what happened to me. (laughs) What do you want to know? Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. All this over a poor guy receiving his sight. Can you imagine? They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him because he opened your eyes? He said, He's a prophet. (laughs) But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him who had received his sight, and they asked them, saying, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's kind of ridiculous. His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age. Ask him, he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So they again called the man who was born or blind and said to him, Give God the glory, we know that this man is a sinner. They're of course referring to Jesus. He answered and said, Whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Then they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become one of his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, Why? This is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from. Yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, It has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, You are completely born in sins, and you are teaching us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe? in the Son of God. He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? I'm going to shiver running down my spine right now, folks. And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him,
0: and it is he who is talking to you. And then he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. And Jesus said,
1: For judgment I have come into this world, that those who do not see me see may see, and those who who see may be made blind. And then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, are we blind also? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would, you would have no sin. But now you say, we see, therefore
0: your sin remains. Yes. Yes. All right. John chapter 10. Most assuredly, I say to you, He who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and leads them out when he brings out his own sheep he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice yet they will by no means follow a stranger but will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers jesus used this illustration but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them and then Jesus said to him again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them the hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep i am the good shepherd and i know my sheep and am known by my own as the father knows me even so i know the father And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice. And they will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my Father. Therefore there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings, and many of them said, He has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Now it was the Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. And then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, but you do not believe. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. For which of these works do you stone me? The jews answered him saying for a good work we do not stone you but for blasphemy because you being a man make yourself god jesus answered them is it not written in your law i said you are gods if you called them gods to whom the word of god came and the scripture cannot be broken do you say of him whom The Father sanctified and said into the world that you are blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I not do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know that and know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Therefore they sought again to seize him, but he escaped out of their hand he went away again beyond the jordan to the place where john was baptizing at first and there he stayed then many came to him and said john performed no sign but all the things that john spoke about this man were true and many believed in him there
1: You know, it never really occurred to me, Rick, in verse 39, and this is not the first time where Jesus had to slip away, Yeah, because when he said, I and the Father are one, they understood him saying he was making himself equal to God, and so that was deserving of death, it's blasphemy. So, instead of submitting to a premature killing, because we know the crucifixion was the ultimate Satisfaction of God's righteous judgment, and He had to sustain on this earth until then. He had the discernment and the skill to know where to go <laughs> with great speed and bolt, not well, to what be I, found until the next incident. I, I think that's you wonder how he, he got out of there because
0: there is a crowd around it. Yeah, and yet he was able to get out. But the same thing up in Nazareth when they wanted to get him and throw him off the pinnacle. He went right through the crowd.
1: Yeah, I don't know how he did it. Genius is our Lord. And so I'm going to put back the chat room like I promised. Let's do this. Again, that's going to populate. What did the Lord say to you? There's a lot of meat here. And also, I'm hoping that you're sharing this with your friends and family members, anybody that's interested to pray for Israel, because these prayers, we write these down on the right side window. Yeah. I okay, the, so I, I kind of
0: shared my insight. Rick, what was something that you heard from the Lord here? One comment that comes to me is in, in I think it was my first year of Greek. We were in the Gospel of John, and we were in this passage. And we got to chapter 10 and verse 27. And I, I just love this passage because he says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They listen, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. They shall never perish. In the Greek language, it's a double negative. It's no, they shall never perish. They shall never perish. Because not only are they in my hand, but they're in the hand of my father and no one can snatch them out of the hand of my father. You talk about a security that we have in Jesus Christ. It's not us keeping ourselves secure in him. It is him keeping us secure in himself. Which, of course,
1: raises a whole question of can you lose your salvation? And if it's the, would you say if you have genuine salvation that it's really true? That's... That your sign sealed and you cannot be broken from the fellowship of the Lord. Now you can walk away, you can disobey, like the epistles say, but you belong to the Lord. And we tend to judge people that have backslidden as yeah. if the story was over when in fact it's not. Is that something that you would decide, that you would agree with, Rick?
0: Yeah. I mean it can't be much more clear than here. Yeah. If a person really knows Christ as Savior. He has, right now, eternal life, and you will never perish. No, never. That's not my promise. That is the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You are in the hand, and you are in the Father's hand. That's
1: really security. You know, the classic verse, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes would have eternal life. You know, it doesn't say potentially eternal life based on your behavior, your performance, and where you're at any given emotional state of mind throughout your life, then you will have. <laughs> so, it's an absolute. And these are the mysteries of God who alone can read human hearts, not ourselves. Now,
0: when people tell me that they're afraid they're going to lose eternal life, I just ask them, how long is eternal life? Hmm. Is, what does everlasting mean? Until you sin? No, everlasting is everlasting. Eternal is eternal. You and I, who know Jesus as our Savior, have everlasting life. So it's everlasting. Yeah. In, in fact, moment- Sherry, yeah, go I ahead.
1: I was going to say, Sherry was saying that she was backslidden for many years. If you yeah. saw that go by. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, Yeah, so there you go. There's a testimony that was embedded
0: in this whole evening. Yeah. As you were saying, Rick. No, it's just the fact that everlasting is everlasting. So it's not, the moment you invite Christ to be your Savior, you have everlasting life. So how long are you going to have that life? Everlasting. It's not going to disappear on you, and you're not going to lose it, and it's not going to lose you because you are in the hands of the Father, and no one can pluck you out. Of the father's hand and i'm glad because
1: (laughs) who knows what happens today tomorrow who knows what decisions we'll make who knows what crazy thoughts go through our mind we have that fleshly nature we know from romans that we can yield to it we can yield to the spirit of god and so those are daily choices
0: and so it's good to know i just go back to that story of the prodigal Yeah, I mean the the prodigal is off doing his own thing, and when he came to his himself and realized what he had done and comes back to the father's door is not locked. In fact, the father's standing out on the porch day after day looking for his son to return. And when he sees his son afar off, he doesn't wait until his son runs to him, he runs to his son. That's our father in heaven, a loving caring forgiving father just waiting for us to fess up to who we've been what we've done and come to him and he will come running to us with his arms wide open to give us that wonderful hug welcome home son welcome home daughter it's a beautiful
1: word picture that you just created and it's a great time right now just to say, okay, Rick, can you, before we have a few announcements, will you pray? And then after the announcements, I do want to do an ironic blessing tonight in Hebrew and English over our viewers. And so just stay tuned, friends, right now, join with Pastor Rick in prayer. And I'm going to just give it over to you, Rick, as the Lord leads you, just to pray.
0: Oh, Lord God how much we need you and how much we need to understand who you really are. You are our God, our Father, who loves us so much. And even when we turn our back on you, you continue to wait until we come home. Lord, thank you for your grace that you give us that we don't deserve thank you for your mercy for not giving us what we do deserve and thank you for your love because it's an everlasting love just like everlasting life your love never fails and i pray for those who are tuned in you know their hearts you know their struggles You know what they've just experienced this week, even what they experienced this day. And Lord, as they call out to you, may you touch them where they are. May you receive them with open arms. Father, I pray that after tonight, they will have that peace that goes beyond all understanding. That they will know that they are in your care. That they will be able to lay their heads down tonight, have a good night's rest, because all the cares of the world have just been laid at the feet of Jesus in whose name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: It just occurred to me that, you know, when we talk about discovering Daniel, the first teaching with Amir and Pastor Barry for that book, will be on the Mediterranean cruise. Uh, I'll be there. But Amir and Barry are going to be doing the presentation of Revelation and Daniel. Okay. So scan that QR code and check it out. I think it's really worth looking at. Yeah. And again, friends, if you're not on Amir's Telegram channel, this is critical information on a daily basis, even hourly, even sometimes every minute. Read the ones that you can. The app and be in the know, you know. And one final thing before we close is, I wanted to thank Pastor Rick. You're going to see Pastor Rick, Dr. Rick Yon, after BI Connect is built because we're going to be doing regular broadcasts with him about the book of the Bible, how to study it, where the Bible came from, who wrote it, why, how, how did they copy it? All of these things. A lot of Q and As will happen on those broadcasts. So. Mark my words, you're going to see this face more and more as we go along. Look at, Any final thoughts
0: before we... the ironic? Just, just looking forward to it. I love teaching the word that the Lord has gifted me with teaching and has given me, what, 60-some years of teaching the word. Yeah. And what a privilege it is to be able to be with Behold Israel. And, and I so look forward to the opportunity of speaking with all of you as I believe both Amir and I will be doing the the teaching together. And I think your eyes are going to be open. And my desire for you is that you will know what to look for when you open up the Word of God. I want to give you specific things to look for. So it's not just opening the Bible and hoping that somehow something pops out at you. And my focus is not only on the product, meaning God's blessing in your life by reading the the word, but also the process. How do you get from where you are now to where God wants you to be as you get into the word? It's the Holy Spirit who will use the word to speak to your heart, but you have to know what you're looking for. And that's what we'll be talking about.
1: Uh-huh. So stay tuned. Aaronic blessing. And I invite you to put your hands out for this blessing if you're comfortable with that. Adonai Adonai shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. So it's with that peace that we say, thank you, Pastor Rick. And thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Forward this to anybody that may be of interest and continue your prayers for Israel. They are definitely at war and it continues. Thank you, Rick. And thank you, everybody. Good night. Thank you, Mike.